Chapter 11 Saoirse had spent the weekend confined to the house. She felt claustrophobic, fenced in by a fear of the unknown that lay ahead of her and the reality that lay outside her front door. Friday night had been dreamlike when she woke late Saturday morning, but the morning papers and the neighbours had confirmed it had been very real. Kate's death had made the front pages of the local newspapers. Everyone was talking about it. She had tried to contact Sean, but to no avail. He didn't answer text messages, and his father said he had spent the weekend with Kate's parents, helping with funeral arrangements. He said he would pass on the message, but she heard nothing. So, in frustration and confusion, she had locked herself in the study and stared blankly at the books in front of her, but she found no answers in them. Monday arrived eventually, and her mother had found the mercy to leave her stay at home. She couldn't face school. She still had things to come to terms with and couldn't deal with people's grief. She felt intrinsically linked to Kate's death. She positioned herself on the window seat with a large mug of coffee after everyone had left the house and was set for an hour of mindless gazing at the harbour when she spotted the crowd. They were in their hundreds, piling orderly into the gaping, dark hole at the entrance of the cathedral. Saoirse found it strange that she had not thought of Kate's funeral and that it would be so close to her home. Never once over the entire weekend had she thought of the burial, that this was what Sean was helping to organise. She was ashamed. She had spent the weekend thinking of herself and her role in this. She hadn't thought of all the other people involved. She was so self-centered. How could she be so selfish and heartless? She hung her head and stared at her cooling coffee. When she looked up again, she caught a glimpse of students from the local schools dressed in uniforms forming a guard of honour at the cathedral gates. A group of camogie players in their playing gear guided a black hearse through the gates and stopped with it in front of the entrance. From the window where she sat, it was like a silent movie. Saoirse could see the sobbing, see the grief, see Kate's friends who had to be helped inside. All her life she had lived in this house and this was the first time she had seen a funeral so big, so sad and so moving. She was drawn to it. She saw the funeral director signing orders and then she saw Sean appear from the black murk behind the hearse. He wore a dark suit and tie and he looked tired, older and somehow different. Her heart broke. She could see his pain and placed her hand on the window so it touched his head. Almost as if he felt it, he looked towards the house. She saw the pain, the grief, but she also saw that he felt something. He looked at the house searching the windows for her and when he saw her, she was startled by his expression. There was a pleading, a cry for help. She held his gaze, trying to let him know she was there for him, hoping he would know that. He smiled ever so slightly, but then the connection was broken and the funeral director ushered him towards the coffin. 
he joined a group of five others and they slowly lifted the coffin and linked arms across their shoulders. Within seconds, they disappeared into the dark and the crowd piled in behind them. Saoirse sat staring at the empty space outside the cathedral. Thoughts whirled through her head and she was full of questions. She had never been to a funeral. She had never had to deal with death. Her grandfather had died before she was born and her parents had died before she was married. She had never really understood death, but then she had never had to deal with it. So why would she? She had never been inside the cathedral, but because she, they were not Catholic, she had no reason to be. In fact, they had no faith of any kind in their lives. And now she began to question what she had been missing, if she was missing anything at all. She had just watched hundreds pile into the church. Perhaps this very public display of grief helped them in some way. She made her mind up. She dressed quickly, barely checking her appearance and hurried down the stairs. She pulled the large front door closed and took one last look at the cathedral from this safe distance. She took a deep breath and started to walk. She knew she had to do this. Before she knew it, she was standing at the intimidating oak doors. The sound of the choir drifted out and mingled with the whispers of the locals gathered at the back of the church. Saoirse wasn't sure what to do next. Should she make her way inside or remain perched on a step at the back with the gossiping ladies? Initially, she thought it best to remain outside. These women had stayed there for a reason. Perhaps there was no room. She couldn't tell how many people the cathedral could hold, but she had seen the crowds and presumed it was full. But the whispering soon irritated her. Drunk driving, massive fight, disgrace. It was all too much for Saoirse and her anchor drove her to find refuge inside. She pushed past people standing on tiptoes trying to get a look and found her way to an empty space in a long wooden pew next to an elderly, white-haired man. She smiled briefly at him and he motioned for her to sit down. She squeezed her narrow frame into the tiny space available and sighed heavily. The old man reached out and gently tapped her knee, then went back to the rosary beads in his hands. She looked around her. Never before had she seen anything like it. She had seen churches in arts books and on TV but nothing could compare to the space and height that she was now experiencing. The ceiling rose above her, carved and moulded with figures of saints and scholars, flowers and crosses. The plaster was met at its end with dark wood equally as beautiful and crafted. The contrast was crisp and this dark and light was mirrored throughout the great space. Here and there were hints of gold, red and green, but that was it. The colours were simple, but breathtaking. Simple, that is, until a change in the sunlight outside illuminated the stained glass window high above her. Colour erupted through the congregation and a red, dusty sunbeam caught the photo of Kate placed on the coffin at the front of the church. She was glowing in a red hue and her beauty was even more apparent. The loss was too much for some people in that moment, 
Wails and sobs erupted from the congregation. The whole effect was surreal and Saoirse found it hard to believe that this was reality and not one of her vivid dreams. From where she was sitting, Saoirse could not really make out the front of the church. She could see the coffin in the centre aisle. It stood alone, a tall burning candle at its feet, draped in a cork flag and bearing Kate's beautiful face on top. But the other than that, all she could see from here was the back of countless heads. She searched to see if she could see Sean's, but she could not. She started to feel uncomfortable and claustrophobic. So many people, such a heavy emotional atmosphere. A high-pitched voice soared above the bowed heads. A red-haired young woman was standing at the pulpit now. The sound was emanating from her. It was out of this world. The soprano was pale, red-haired and similar in build to herself. But Saoirse could never have dreamed of sounding like this. The lyrics were emotionally charged, but the sound was mesmerising, soothing and angelic. Saoirse relaxed back into the seat and looked up. Around the entire building, stained glass windows depicted the stories of the Bible. Saoirse had no idea who they were, but the figures and the pictures reminded her of the covers of the books in her study. Great craftsmanships, attention to detail and beauty. Saoirse followed them from one side to the other and created the story for herself as best she could from the images. Her head tilted right back to view them clearly. She forgot where she was and why she was here. The old man next to her brushed her arm lightly and brought her back. They're beautiful, aren't they? He whispered. Saoirse just nodded. She wasn't quite sure whether it was appropriate to be having a chat but the old man's demeanour was friendly and she was glad of the distraction. Would I be right in thinking it's your first time here? Again, Saoirse nodded. Did you know Kate? How did she answer that? She didn't know Kate. She had never met her. So how did she explain why she was here? She didn't want to appear like a gossip, but to gape at the spectacle. But it wasn't like she could actually tell him the truth. Oh, I predicted her death. I'd been dreaming about it for weeks. The easiest thing was to be as honest as she could be while still appearing sane. I'm a friend of Sean's. I'm here to support him. It was the truth, or at least she hoped it was. She was his friend. She felt like they were going to be friends, but the events of the past few days might have changed that. Saoirse, you're bathing O'Donnell's granddaughter. I'm Sean's grandfather. Myself and your grandmother go way back. No wonder you've never been here before. Saoirse was taken aback a little, unsettled by the knowledge the old man seemed to have of her. Very brave of you to adventure in here on your own. Your first time. Do you know your grandmother and mother are over there in the women's aisle? He was so laid back and casual, very much like his grandson. Even in this place, at this funeral, in the absurdity of it all, they were cool and calm. It was unsettling and comforting all at once. What was it about these Fitzgeralds? She managed a weak no and lowered her head slightly. She didn't really want them to know she was here. 
This was her decision and she still hadn't figured out why exactly she had come. She didn't need the Inquisition when she got home. The old man squeezed her knee and smiled. I won't say a word, but mind you keep the head down. We're almost done here now and the congregation will be filing out in about five minutes. The coffin goes first. If you stay here, they shouldn't see you. Although neither will Sean, and I'm sure he'd love to know you were here for him. Sean. She was here for him. He was the only reason she was here. Guilt consumed her. This was supposed to be about Kate, a beautiful young girl lost far too soon. And although for the past few weeks she had felt so attached and close to her, even living out her final moments, she felt no true sorrow. She didn't really know her. She was a figure from a dream to her. Sean, on the other hand, was real. He had been the first person to hold her. She remembered his sweet smell, his strength, and she flinched. How could she be wrapped up in herself and Sean when his heart was breaking? She took a deep breath and settled herself. She was here to support her friend. God knows he looked like he could do with all the support he could get when she saw him outside the church earlier. Sean's grandfather touched her arm lightly again and brought her back from her thoughts. They'll be leaving now. Are you going to go to the graveyard? Saoirse shook her head. This had been enough for one day. She, she felt like she would be a fraud to go and watch the coffin lowered into the ground. She'd had enough new experiences for one day. She had been here and she had paid her respects, if that's what you would call this. The old man squeezed her arm reassuringly and started to move towards the centre aisle. Perhaps that's best. At the front of the church, there was a rumbling of movement, people standing, people sobbing, and the funeral director whispering instructions to the people around him. The priest, whom Saoirse had not seen before, appeared from behind the altar in a black suit with a dark jacket and Bible in hand. Saoirse saw Sean rise from the pew at the front and join the five others from before. Slowly and solemnly, they hoisted the coffin onto their shoulders and carried Kate out of the church. He looked towards her as he passed, almost instinctively knowing she was there. Saoirse nodded. He lowered his head and continued walking. Kate's mum and dad followed immediately behind the coffin. Their faces said it all. They were devastated. Saoirse's eyes welled and she felt the pain. She gulped down the lump in her throat and tried to stay composed. It was not the best place for her to cry. Behind them, friends and family sobbed and huddled together as they filed out. Before she knew it, Saoirse was left alone in the vast expanse of the empty church. She took a breath and relaxed into the wooden pew. Life had been awkward and uncomfortable at times at the beginning of September, but she would happily go back to that now if she could. Now things were a whole new level of crazy. She was some kind of mythical creature. She was a banshee that could predict death. And now that she had finally met someone she could open up to and perhaps even have a friendship with, she had blown his world apart by predicting the death of his girlfriend. 
Why was life so complicated? Being a teenager was hard enough. She closed her eyes and longed to be curled up on her window seat with the comfort of her comb.